Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 83. Hi, guys. Hi there, gal. <laughs> Hi, guy. I'm talking to them, you know. I'm okay. not talking to you. <laughs> well, I'm here, so hey. Greetings. So, you know, we love to talk about a lot. Greetings and salutations. Yes. Yes, what, did we talk to, what did we talk about? We a talk lot? a lot about relationships, but today yes. we're going to talk about. Oh, you're going right to it. Uh, why not? Boom. It's pre-Christmas. Next week we'll probably do a little Christmassy something. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. So I like Christmassy something. Christmassy. Let's see here. I wanted to discuss death of relationships, Ooh. or how to avoid them. <laughs> Okay. So, all right. So here's here's my my thesis or I thoughts. We've talked a lot about keeping relationships, and we've talked a lot about dealing with even separating from toxic relationships and so forth. We've talked about the relationship of the Trinity, mm-hmm. the relationship that we have with God. Yep. So yes, we do talk about relationships a lot. So what I want to talk about today is I want to look at... You know what? I'm going to need you to say tonight because it is 10 o'clock at night. It's 10. We're doing this late. We're doing a late one tonight. We have a Christmas family thing tomorrow and... There's a lot of preparing to happen There's a whole lot going on this weekend. So we love you so much. We're throwing ourselves on a grenade and doing (laughs) the midnight episode. Right. So you're going to have to say tonight instead of today because that will throw me off. So tonight... Because it's dark outside. We're going to cover this. Relationship. All right, I, go for it. It's relational, blah, blah, blah. Now, let's get into something a little different tonight. I've been considering, actually, from several different perspectives, of relationships that seem to decay, that I'm going to just say for this, for sake of tonight, that shouldn't. Okay. Okay. So, what I want to not talk about tonight is toxic relationships or negative people and things that you should get rid of or not have involvement in your life. Okay. But I want to go to the other side and say, are there people in your life you need to be more connected with and how we do that? We'll have to figure that out as we talk here that there might seem to be problems or straining or you have issues with them or whatever it is. So what I want to talk about, we're going to go through a little so it's, it's almost like a sermon i have a whole bunch of words dan that start has, with the letter d dan has some right? notes so we even have notes this time now i want to talk about two potential kinds of relationships okay so the first is your regular i'm going to call them regular relationships that you might have which is friends family and maybe co-workers and what's your involvement with them people that you see on a regular basis and should be nominally in should with? be in your life okay. yeah so okay. and you you can figure it. this is a yeah and then the other one is we can apply this same thing to our relationship with god okay so i'm going to say he who has ears let him hear what the spirit says it might be for you today to listen to something about you and your relationship with god or it may be he wants to hear you hear have you hear something about your relationship with another person that seems damaged or frail or problematic. Okay. 
So I kind of got along this because I, I have seen some patterns um, in a few different people's lives and just <clears throat> various observations I made. And what I'm starting to see is, and this is people who are having difficulty with God, who are having difficulty with other people, and they're starting to kind of push away from those relationships. And so what I try to do is say, okay, let's, let's evaluate that and what's happening in here. And so if my first D word I'm going to come with, with is, I think when we see people, we can sometimes distort what's really happening or who they really are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the distortion means we start to see them not as they are, but we start to see them through some other lens. It may be through some straw man. It may be through a political difference. It may be through past woundings. It may be something we heard them say that hurt us. It may be something we saw them do that seemed incongruent with who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can apply this again to people or with God, because there's people that start saying, I, I saw something and it starts making me question God. Mm-hmm. Or I saw my friend or this family or this person and I'm starting to think I don't want to be around them anymore. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not talking about toxic and problematic people. I'm talking about relationships that you probably need to stay connected with at some level. That doesn't mean you're daily their buddy or whatever, but it means how do we not disconnect from the healthy relationships that we should have? And so your first example is that you somehow get a distorted view of that person. Yeah. Are you talking about that person uh, and how uh, how they're relating to you or how they're relating to other people? Is What's the distortion It may be just how you see and it. And like I'll say there's two. I'll throw another D word that I don't have written down. It may be that there's something different about what they believe about what they think, about what they feel, about their lifestyle, about what they're involved in, what their life focuses are, things like that. So what happens is rather than us seeing them for who God made them to be and who God says they are, we start seeing them according to a differentiation of something else that we don't think we should we like judgments come into our head or condemnations or questions and concerns and that begins this process and so our first thing you you came up with this word is we become dislocated our second thing it's actually it's our second d word but it's the first thing you came up with so tell me about what's what's a dislocated joint it, obviously, it's something that's out of place. Right. It's not connected. It's not functioning how it's supposed to be right. functioning because it doesn't, I mean, you think about a, a ball and socket kind of a joint mm-hmm. where it's been moved yeah. from its or, in, original intent, the place that it uh, has mm-hmm. sinews and tendons and blood vessels and everything all connected to it. I'm being specific because I think if you understand it, if you take a second to understand a dislocated joint or a dislocated appendage or something, mm-hmm. it will help you under, it will help me understand a little bit better, go a little bit deeper about how does that connect mm-hmm. to things that are 
emotional or spiritual or relational. And they cause pain, don't they? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something. causes pain because something has happened where that it, it usually is an injury or, you know, you fell or there was an accident or something happened and it pushed that appendage out of joint. Mm-hmm. It dislocated it. Yeah. And so now it can't function and do what it's supposed to do. Right. I so, do, yeah. Go ahead. so if we have a dislocated relationship with somebody, something's happened mm-hmm. that has caused an injury, has yeah. caused a... Di- has caused you to look at this the relationship differently and mm-hmm. maybe there was pain maybe there was an offense right. it maybe. may be that there it really is a problem mm-hmm. in there somewhere mm-hmm. so yeah and this is probably one of my key points is satan would have us the goal of him is to completely drive us apart to where the relationship is no more and what God wants us to do is to have restoration and healing in life and mm-hmm. all those good things. Mm-hmm. So what we have to be aware of is in this process is the process is either going to drive us apart or we have to learn how to heal it. So we either need to come back from the dislocation and start saying, how do I solve this? And, and here's one of the challenging things, right? I have to have relationships with people who think differently than me (laughs) and that's hard okay Mm -hmm. and so I think this is where real mature I mean this is again you go to the oh Corinthians where it talks about the food sacrificed idols and the mature brother and the immature brother and so forth I think this is where maturity really shows up is when you can love people who have a different viewpoint than you be in relationship with them and be in relationship and it doesn't stunt your relationship. You can fully love them in spite of the fact that they might even believe something way different than you. And you'll still say, but I love you and I'm, you're part of my life. I just read something about that um, recently and they use the word respect. Okay. That when you disagree with somebody, it was actually, they were talking about, partnership or marriage mm-hmm. when you're when you're in a place where you agree to disagree about whatever it is there's a difference yeah. of opinion or a difference of understanding or a difference of values um that you to, to love them is to say i don't agree with you but i respect that you have your opinions based right. on the the way that you're made and the way that you tick and so I'm not going to disrespect you mm-hmm. for your opinions, even though I, I think maybe completely opposite about that. Right. That's the, that is, that takes uh, a lot of patience Yeah. and a lot of intention to find ways to stay in relationship and mm-hmm. not let that become a personal, I can't, I can't relate to you because it's too hard. Yeah. This or goes you're back. attacking me. You know, if you're, if you're, mm-hmm. if your difference feels like an attack on me or an attack on my value system, that's going to be hard to stay in an intimate relationship. Right. And I think the key there is you said it is the word respect. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the places going back to the distort word, one of the places where we distortion really hits is we presume 
the intent of other people is bad that they think differently because they're defective in some manner they're mm-hmm. bad people i mean they're bad they're they're hateful you know i hear that a lot these days haters hater you know all these hater stuff and i think one of the things that we need to learn to respect is i kind of generally presume that most people want good for other people but we might differ on the implementation on how that good works mm-hmm And I think when we can look at other people and say, okay, I disagree with your methodologies or techniques or something, I can still respect you or words because I believe that you are, have a heart of goodness. So notice I'm not talking about toxic people that are like, okay, we have a serial killer in the family or I have an uncle that, yeah, so this is not what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. I have legitimate people that are reasonable people who may differ dramatically from what I think, but I should come from a starting point of respecting that there is probably something reasonable in them and their heart just has a different way that they want to express things. Or they may have not learned, I don't, you know, who knows what it is, but I need to come from a point of respect. I guess that's the, that's Mm -hmm. the key issue there. Mm Mm-hmm. So if we don't deal with the dis, I'm going to jump on to the next D here. Sure, go for it. So if we don't deal with the dislocation in a relationship, if it's not taken care of and made healthy, the next thing that's going to happen is we will disconnect because eventually the pain becomes too much. There's too much conflict. There's too much drama. And so we start to disconnect. Mm -hmm. And then we start to then I think the next D is we start to have distance. We bring more and more distance between us. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of a negative cycle because the more we have that distance and disconnection, it's likely to feed the negative thoughts about the other person Mm -hmm. and we'll likely interpret. We have, I remember we have that, you know, the famous uh, essay called don't flip the bozo bit. Mm -hmm. So this was a computer thing and, you know, you have a bit on a computer and you can flip it on or off. And they talked about the bozo bit is where most people will interpret what you say as you're a reasonable person saying reasonable things. But sometimes when a bunch of stuff goes wrong or you repeatedly make mistakes or whatever, they start presuming you're a bozo and you say stuff like that because you are a bozo. And it's really hard to get that perception ever recovered it's a difficult transition i think that's what we have as we go through the distortion dislocation disconnect basically the bozo bit gets flipped and And so you don't respect that person you don't respect them and then you start interpreting everything that they say or do is because they're this bad person because they're a bozo because they're a you know pick your adjective that's popular that works with whatever you're angry about or inconsistent and in, yeah or, or or consistently rude or consistently yeah. misinterpreted or whatever yeah yeah so <clears throat> unfortunately the further we come apart the further we do this the more than we get damage we become damaged we may the relationship the is relationship damaged. is damaged And often we can do things like we can damage people's reputations because then maybe we talk about them and say, well, this guy's a 
bozo a bozo because of what they do and we start sharing that with other people and it can get really bad you know and that can even become you know completely destructive in those relationships and around other people so I think you're going to say there, and this is part of, I think, the real maturing process is recognizing, and this is our big question, God, what do you want me to have in this relationship with this person? And what is the right way for me to pursue them, presuming I'm supposed to be involved with that person at some level? How do I do this? And, you know... God grant me the maturity to be the guy that can actually talk and relate and not freak out about the things they might say or the opinions they might have or even pass wrong. Sometimes this is just somebody really did wrong us, Mm -hmm. but we don't ever deal with it and heal and recover from it. We just kind of go, I'm mad because I was hurt Mm -hmm. and I never come back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we fix that? That's a hard problem. So I guess maybe that's we need to transition to it. What do we do about it? So to use another D word, how do we get deliverance <laughs> out of this? How do we get out of here? Out of this traumatized bad relationships? So I think the first step is always to look at yourself and figure out what is your perception of the relationship to start with. Like do you have misplaced dependencies or codependencies in the relationship? Um, is okay. there is there emotional health? Is there spiritual health? Uh, and just to take a good hard look at what is your, you know, what is my, so for you and I, we'll just stick with the good old hard one here, marriage. If I'm having trouble respecting you for something, probably something you've said or done Mm -hmm. is triggering something in me that makes me feel like um, I have to be defensive at some level. So a seed got planted. Yeah, and and I have to defend something. Mm -hmm. So I'm not being taken care of at some level or I have a need that that is rearing its head and wanting to be um, met uh, in a way that's... Uh, selfish or something mm-hmm. um, so the first place if you you know if you're having a relationship first place to start is with yourself what have I done uh, have I a, am mm-hmm. I being who true to myself to start with okay and then if I'm being true to myself have I done something that isn't true to myself in this relationship or at least it's perceived that way and perception is reality I know we've talked about that a little bit too mm-hmm. but if I'm being perceived in a certain way, even if I deny it to the nth degree that I am not that way, if somebody is perceiving me that way, that that is their reality. Mm-hmm. And it could be you just have done everything you can and you can't take any more responsibility for what you're doing. And it's up to them to change their mind or not. But sometimes there are things that you can do. Sometimes there are um different ways of phrasing how you're talking or changing your own mind about something so that you come more into alignment even just in the way the other person thinks um i think you and i do that quite honestly i think we do that 
a lot mm-hmm. where I tr- you try to think like me or I try to think like <laughs> you to try to help us figure out well, what's really going on uh-huh. here. Why are we having this disagreement or why are we, you know, having a bumpy spot? Mm-hmm. And we've learned it's taken some time, but we've learned to kind of think, all right, well, what's going on with him or yeah. what's going on with her? That's making them think that way rather than just butting your head up against the wall. Right. Like, well, I said this because we used to do that. I said this a thousand mm-hmm. times. How come you're not hearing what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, because there's something in my brain that is not hearing not it, the, able the to meaning. process it the way that you're saying it to me. And so I have to. I don't think that word means what you think. Yeah. It means. So I have to I have to rephrase it or rethink yeah. it, rethink it really before you can rephrase it. And that takes work. It is. And relationships are a lot of work. And, you know, I want to say another thought about that, just in, that's kind of a parallel thought. It's not always that people say bad things or break things because they're selfish or whatever. Sometimes we have problems because we've had this where. Dan and I, you and Yes, you and, me, you we, and I, okay, not me in the audience, where. We try to out please each other. So it's like I'm trying to figure out what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to busily figure out what's going to make me happy. And we're sort of in this dance of neither of us is paying attention to what we want. Mm-hmm. And I know this sounds like, oh, this should be a good situation. And it's like, but then you're out trying to out guess. You know, I mean, it's as simple as like, what movie do you want to go to? Well, she wants to pick the movie that she thinks I want to go to. And I want to pick the movie that I think she wants to go to. And we're both trying too hard to make sure the mm-hmm. other person is happy about what it is when maybe one person just doesn't really care. And it's like, I don't, I really don't care. Just let's go somewhere. And, and then we can- wind up in a, fr- in a frustration cir- cycle. Right. Usually because we aren't really just being ourselves with each other right if you can't just be yourself who is it it's victor frankel mm-hmm. that talks in the in i think it's this i think i'm using the right reference and uh, man's search for meaning victor frankel was in the he wrote that prison I mean. camp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and um learned how to be content in this terrible situation that he was in but one of the quotes that i always remember be, uh that he said was it is good to be me with you. Mm. Yeah. It is good to be me with you. Not, it is good for me to be with you. <coughs> yeah. As in, I need you in order to define myself. I need you to be part of that process. No, I need to be able to be me and be with you while I'm being me. Now this... This answers the question you asked me before this, which is kind of what is a relationship? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And part of that is two people who are individuals are coming together and they each bring something to the table that is of value. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the sharing of life together is that we both have something Mm -hmm. of value. And if we try to disappear of ourselves then the other person actually doesn't gain anything, which mm-hmm. is you for who you are. Um, I'm also reminded of the story. There's a famous, um, I don't know if it was a speech or a book or what, but it's called The Road to Abilene. Mm-hmm. And it's these people are at a convention in Dallas, I think, or something. 
and one of them just says, hey, where do you want to go for dinner? And somebody pops off and says, I heard there's a really good barbecue place up in Abilene. Well, everybody's being polite and goes, well, what do you think? Well, okay. You know, and it was like, a, I think, a two-hour drive or something, whatever, however far it is. It's a long drive. And everybody's being polite and going, well, okay, yeah, we could go there. If and you want to go there, I'll go there. If you want to go there, I'll go there. And everybody says, okay, well, you know, long story short, they get there and nobody likes it. It wasn't fun. And the reality is nobody, including the person who said the idea, wanted to go there. But everybody was trying to be in agreement with everybody else. So everybody didn't get to do something they wanted to do because everybody was trying so hard to be agreeable Mm -hmm. now we're not saying don't be agreeable but it's like there's a point where you're pathologically agreeable or you're not bringing something of value and Mm -hmm. you need to bring something of value which is you right so all right how are we going to wind back to where we were oh speaking of value right so this is part of how do we solve these relational traumas that we have out there (laughs) so i think you know you had a good start there with the self thing um because often that's probably a good place to start both in a positive and negative sense because right often we still often want to look and evaluate the other person and figure out how they need to be fixed what's wrong with them how did they break the relationship and you know why did they do that or something or what's wrong with them And I think the first thing is we need to be, as you said, true to yourself. I need to say, what's my part in this? And then how do I step into being part of the solution? Which I think one of the first aspects is, we just use the word value, is how does God see that person so that I can value them for who they are? They're in my life for a reason. Mm-hmm. If it's my coworkers, they're there and there's a certain value. If they're my friends, there's a certain value and purpose in my life. If they're my family, my kids, my in-laws, whatever, they're in my life for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously different people will have different amounts of time, different amount of focus, et cetera, yada, yada. Different seasons. There's times and seasons and mm-hmm. whatever. But they're there because they have value. And I need to start to be able to look and talk to God and say, what is their value? And what do I need to see in them that you see in them? Yeah, and relate to them from that. Right. And then I need to go and I may have to. Yeah, and I there's probably tons of books and things you can read on. How do I actually have conversations with people? How do I solve these kind of things and i don't know if we need to spend any significant time here because i don't really have a lot on the top of my head to solve that but i think the biggest thing is to start to say how do i view them from god's perspective and ask god what's the next step i should take in this relationship in order to bring healing into this relationship so so i just was thinking about jacob and esau mm. And um, they had a trauma, their relationship and uh, basically I was thinking it was just how much time it took for Jacob mostly to be okay with Mm -hmm. 
going back to see his brother. Was it 14 years? Sounds I was seven plausible. and seven that the, he had to work for yeah, Rachel Yeah, so it was Leah. at least that long. So I think yeah. it was that long. I think somewhere I might have heard that it was 20 total. But mm-hmm. um, that's a long time to live in complete disconnection from your brother. Because right. as far as we know, there was no connection based on knowing that when right. Jacob went back. And if you don't know he the did quick not backstory. Know. Well, Jacob, that's where I was just going to go yeah, with it. Okay, go ahead. So Jacob tricked Esau out of his birthright and out of his inheritance. And then Esau was so mad he was going to kill him. So Jacob took off mm-hmm. and went to a different country. country? Well, certainly. A, far, far away somewhere. And uh, basically stayed away from his family, his mom and his dad too, for 14 years and or at least. At least, yeah. And then when he... He became fab- quite wealthy. He, yeah. he, I think God told him. It's time. You need to go back and and mend this relationship. I'm not sure if it says that exactly in the story, but at some point he realized he needed to go back to yeah. his family. And so um, he did with fear and trembling, like he mm-hmm. even sent his wife and children and all of his yeah, animals he, he and everything up ahead, of stuff like, to see what is to see what the response yeah. would be. And in all that time, Esau found healing right and found a, a place to open his heart again to his brother after you know lots of time had passed and uh and god healed it and restored that relationship mm-hmm. and that gives me hope yeah. you know to that sometimes things are gonna take a while and i can think of some relationships in my own life that mm-hmm. it's taken a while quite honestly for myself to even be open yeah to be back in relationship with somebody because it was there was damage done it was hard and i ran away i pulled a jacob and didn't mm-hmm. want to be involved you know with that person anymore if not physically emotionally for sure and um but then god grows us and god loves us and god allows us to prosper in ways that soften our hearts and change our mindsets and and think broader and think deeper and have an, a different perspective about life and people. And then sometimes he gives us an opportunity to restore a relationship that we ran away from mm-hmm. and to come back into some goodness and healing and and love that's my story about jacob and esau i think that's i think that's awesome i think that's awesome i do so what so, other what other relational things do you see can are, can we pull out of scripture you had a scripture you were going to bring I was up actually, actually looking at first corinthians 13 you know the classic love thing mm-hmm. and they particularly was thinking about verses four through seven which says love is patient and love is kind it does not end and i want you to think about this in terms of how do i deal with another person it does not envy it does not boast it's not proud now here's a big one it does not dishonor others it's not self-seeking it's not easily easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs so these are all ones of how do Oof, I... that's a heavy list. Yeah, so far. That's a hard list. 
Now it says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So now go insert, pick a relationship that you have mm-hmm. that has distance and say, how do I, well, one, I'm going right to the end. How do I hope and look for the truth in the situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? And even if it's somebody that hurt you by something that they did, the truth about that situation Maybe a lot more than what you think. Mm-hmm. It maybe they did hurt you when they did do something bad, but the big picture that God wants to show you maybe something a whole lot different mm-hmm. than just an action occurred mm-hmm. and it made me sad or it hurt me. You know, and even if it did hurt you, and even if they did do it out of spite or out of a bad thing, God may say, but I want to show you more to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key of what God wants to do. He always wants to do more. We see limitations in terms of you did this, therefore I need to respond that way. Or you did this and it hurt, mm-hmm. therefore you're bad. You know, or and it's like, yeah, it, it was bad that some, you know, so we're not saying hurting is not bad, mm-hmm. but we're saying there's a bigger picture about how can we inject life back into situations where death is hanging over, looming over these relationships. Well, death is definitely the last one should be on your list there, but even to come back from distance or disconnection mm-hmm. or dislocation. Yeah. The how do I how do I initiate some love in this mm-hmm. situation when it's time? Right. It may be when different timing, time. right? Because there's may not people, be time for you, yeah. and it may not be time for them. Right. But there may be things that have to run their course. Mm-hmm. There may be things that just the distance for a while might be part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's all sorts of timing issues in there. So this is why... You have to you listen know, to God. <laughs> yeah, our favorite word, listen to the Holy Spirit and see what God's telling you on this. Right. You know, <coughs> you, you jumped to the end on the list, mm-hmm. but I I actually didn't couldn't get past the first one. Love okay. is patient. Mm. Let's move on. I don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Let's go on to the next point. I mean, even with yourself, mm. how patient are... Am I with myself when I have botched a relationship or or even thought about myself in a degrading way and not respected my process or my journey or my understanding of the world? And I get impatient with myself, which is often, mm-hmm. you know, I know I get impatient. I never do that. And the... <laughs> leaks out into the relationships with other people because if I'm impatient with myself it's going to be really hard for me to be patient with anybody else right yeah. and, I, and that's again that's just you being real before God and saying I don't I have a a, a skewed understanding of my own character as an image bearer of God I don't I'm not displaying Patience, which God is, boy, especially in the Old Testament, God is mm-hmm. long suffering. God Very is much. loving, his loving kindness is everlasting and patient mm-hmm. and kind. And so, what is it in my own self that isn't 
I'm not loving myself mm-hmm. because I'm impatient. Yeah. If you're impatient, if I'm impatient with somebody, probably I'm impatient with myself first. Yeah. And that's worth discovering and yeah. figuring out what is that? What is that? Where is that coming from? Yeah. An expectation I have on myself that I should get it right in some regard, whatever that would be. Okay. And I think we can actually turn this a little bit about let's apply all this stuff in our relationship to God. Mm-hmm. So what's our frustrations? Sometimes it's because we're not comfortable in that relationship with God. So we become impatient with ourselves. We become frustrated with God. We become frustrated with what is he doing? What is this process? And we Why can, is this taking so long? <laughs> right. And then we can start, things don't happen the way we want. And then we can start coming up with distortions about the goodness of God. And what happens is we'll spend more time away. Mm-hmm. So those distortions become larger. Mm-hmm. And we come up with more and more false understandings about who God is. And we become more distant. And it's just a, just a bad, bad cycle. Mm-hmm. When in fact, I need to say, all right, what's the truth? And God, what do you really want me to know in this situation? And how do you want to reveal yourself to me so that I can come to truly know you for who you are? Mm-hmm. Because we, we're full of <laughs> we're full of crap in our head about <laughs> who God is, who other people are, what's going on in relation. We have all sorts of junk that needs to be expelled from our minds that distort the truth Mm -hmm. that causes the dislocations and the damage and the distance and all these things. And this is where I think the last thing we had for a D is for the solution. I'm going to jump into that, but we can, that mean we have to be done. That's all right. Go for it. What is it? We need to delight in the others. And I think Mm -hmm. first of all, with God, we need to delight in who he is, even Mm -hmm. when we don't quite see it well. And start saying, okay, God, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to say you are good. And I'm going to delight that you're going to take me somewhere good. And I have to take a little bit of time to see that happen. And I will. And it's the same as I start dealing with other relationships. I have to delight in them and say, this person is a meaningful, valuable gift in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And how can I delight in the fact that they exist in my life? Mm-hmm. Whew, that's a rough thing. Well, then there's a verse about that in the Bible. Delight yourself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight mm-hmm. yourself in the Lord. Your own bad self. Delight your own bad self in the Lord. Mm. And he will fulfill the desires that he puts inside of your heart Hmm. for things that are truly valuable. You know what? I want to connect the patience to the delight thing. Okay. Because we do have a problem with patience. Typically one of the things I discovered or read about a long time ago is, um, people that take drugs, do smoke, you know, smoking, alcohol, whatever, the level of addiction tends to be related to how close the act is with how close the effect is. So smoking is actually one of the most addictive because it's like you literally go and you feel it, you know, within 
seconds. Mm -hmm. And so your brain makes a strong correlation between I do this and I get this. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Most of the stuff that's good, like trusting God, often has a long distance between the action, our step of faith or our choice to do that and seeing what comes as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So our brains have a very difficult time correlating that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes it's hard to trust God because we don't see, we want the immediate zap, you know, I Mm -hmm. breathe it in and boom, I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we say, God, I'm having a rough day and, or I don't know what's going on in this situation and he'll show us, but it may be, days weeks months or even sometimes years before we see the resolution of difficult things Mm -hmm. and that's hard for our little brains to go ah god is at work and he is doing something yeah so i want to encourage the patience Mm -hmm. and in those relationships you have the people because you can't you know you talk we said a thing about seeds you know we have seeds of doubt we can plant in lives and seeds of trauma that keep growing, but we can put in the seeds of goodness and so forth. But it'll take in these relationships with other people. Now it'll take time to see those seeds sprout and grow and do something, but we have to have the patience to watch them grow and we will see them grow though. Mm -hmm. Ultimately we'll see some, a wonderful crop. And Jesus talks about that, you know, of planting a crop and if, waiting and seeing and we'll see a crop that's 30 60 or 90 times you know greater than what we planted and that's what god wants to do in our lives he wants to put in abundance but it requires us to put in the seeds invest in those places and be patient and let him do the work and we'll see the results in these things and sometimes let him do the work means he prompts you to do something yeah you know, to to be intentional mm-hmm. in helping that relationship to grow. Maybe yeah. you have to send a note or maybe you just pray for that person or maybe right. you say something or that that seems very random or or um, has nothing to do with actual heart intention, but just, you know, yeah. You know, send him a note. Okay, here's an example. I had a friend send me a note the other day, um, and she, when they were here, this was this summer or last summer, I can't remember which. She and her husband were here, and we were outside in the summer, and we were looking for satellites. Mm. And uh, so, so the other day, she sent me a note and said, "Hey, thinking about you." Uh, I said, "What was it?" Out, out, stargazing and looking for satellites just thinking about you Hmm. and I was like huh that was cool like there was no like hey how are you hey I miss you there was none of that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff it was just him thinking about you because we're doing something that we did together once you know and it was really it was a fun little like it was another little like drop of water in our relationship of yep we still are friends and we still love each other and even though we haven't talked to each other in a while we have a mm. bond that is good you know and maybe that's a that's a simple we have you know once in a while I like to give a little challenge simple way we can do it with somebody that's in a we'll call it a broken relationship or not 
one that's not doing well is just when you think of them, just say, God, I'm thankful this person's in my life. And it may be that it's your fault. It may be that it's their fault. But Mm -hmm. to reestablish, just start being thankful. God, I'm thankful they're in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, somehow start speaking that thankfulness and goodness over those other people. Yeah. And see what God does next after that. So, so obviously we're less awake and chatty and whatever at 10 o'clock at night I'm than we really are at 10 o'clock in the morning. I can do my true <laughs> FM hello voice. Hopefully we haven't lulled you guys to sleep with our quiet talk and not very many jokes. Dan, Yo, ho, ho. You haven't made any like movie references. I did too. I made multiple movie references. I had at least one Princess Bride one. You're going to have to go through and listen okay, to this Okay, so again. I'm not awake enough See? to catch it. So It anyway, was subtle and I did not bring a point to it. Hopefully you guys are I'll still them. with us and, uh, and are encouraged. I am. I'm encouraged by I am too. You know, and it's, this is partly talking for me is to go, all right, how do I do this? And mm-hmm. what do I do? You know, because I can think of other, I, we had a big trauma relationship a long time ago. And it's like, eh, we tried to do the forgiveness stuff and we tried some stuff and the other people were just mad. And it's like, there wasn't really anything we can do, but it's like, well, okay. we. Uh, let me interject. Okay. The, the main, I'm summarizing the person, very, very, I know, shortly. but the person that, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell okay. you this. So we, it did not really, it did not end well. It ended mm-hmm. fake. And we didn't have contact with these people for several years. And then the, the main person, the lady that I was um, in conflict with, God dropped into yeah. my life. Like Boom-o. she walked into, we, had gone, we were going to a new church. We were in a new Bible study and had just been going there. And she just walked in the door and I literally walked in the door of our house into our Bible study. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't our house, but it was, um, I guess that was before we moved here. Anyway, I mean, the Lord was like, it's time to restore this relationship. And we did. And we healed and we, there was forgiveness, um, asked and, and given. And it was, it was good. So, don't despair <laughs> sometimes as you grow the lord will say okay i want you to i want you to Today's i'm going to give day. you the opportunity <laughs> do you think you can handle this today right. to just yeah love that, this person that's how things and, are sometimes and like, we actually i mean we used to yeah. tried to stay in contact for a couple of months they moved out of town and, and then and, and then it was well, like this is kind of awkward we don't really need to like pick up where we left off right. we just needed that healing both yeah. of us needed it for our hearts and then we've, mm. you know, we don't see each other now and they moved and then they moved away. So yeah. it doesn't have to mean like this whole big thing has to start up again or anything, but it was definitely God <laughs> when she walked in that night, I thought I was going to have a heart attack out because <laughs> I was the offender in that situation. I had no idea how this was going to go, but it went really well. Yeah. So sometimes you can wait and wait and wait and suddenly God's like, boom, how about today? Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. fix it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but that's great. It's I think good. that's awesome. Yep. So, and I think we're about done. I think so too. I'm ready for bed now. Okay. Hey guys, we hope you have a great week. 
We'll be back next week. I already have an idea of what I want to talk about. So and we may have our couple of kids talking too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that won't be next week. That'll probably be the next week. But anyway, okay. More to come. All right. Hope you're you're uh, sailing through December with love and joy and peace in your heart. Mm-hmm. We love you. You can find us at grace.world. You can find us on social media at truegrace.truegraceworld. You can call us at 1-833-85-GRACE. Yep. Or you can email us at podcast at grace.world. There you go. That's how fast. You go, I'm girl. I'm ready to go now. <laughs> Thank you for being. All right. Bye, guys. We All love right. you. Nighty night. Bum, 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 bum.